Welcome to Words to Encourage, the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church of Grove City, Ohio. Everyone needs encouragement. We all need to be uplifted. With today's encouragement, here's our pastor, Stan Slater. Welcome to Words to Encourage. This is the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church. We're located in Grove City, Ohio, and I'm Brother Slayball. Well, good Thursday to you. How was church last night? My, we had another wonderful midweek service here at Bible Baptist Church. As I've said before so often, just what we need right in the middle of the week and how good it is to gather together with the people of God and uh, sing the songs of God and uh, have a prayer time together and read a missionary letter and then study God's Word together. What a great time we had. And uh, God met with us and uh, gave us what we needed here in the middle of the week. And I hope it was that way where you were and that you were in your place and that you were a blessing to your church and to your pastor. And uh, some of you I know have service on Thursday night and I hope you'll be in your place tonight uh, to receive what God has for you. Now, if your Bible's close by, I want you to go ahead and get John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Where the Bible says this, verse 1, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool, and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty, and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. And Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then they asked him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. And afterward Jesus findeth him in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. Jesus has come up from the city of Cana uh, to the city of Jerusalem to celebrate one of the religious feasts. And when you go into Jerusalem, there are different gates to enter, and they were used for a variety of purposes. One of those gates was the sheep gate. It's an entrance to which the sheep that they would use for sacrifices, they would bring them in through that gate, so called the sheep gate. It is interesting, isn't it, that the Lamb of God, who would take away the sin of the world, would enter through the sheep gate. Now, once he's inside the city, he comes to the pool of Bethesda. There, lying all around the pool, are sick and paralyzed people. They've come to this spot because there was a legend that an angel would come on occasion and stir the waters of the pool, and the first one to get into the water would be healed. We don't know if that's true or not, but this is what the scripture says. Now, Jesus goes into the midst of that group, but he doesn't fix every problem that he encounters that day. He moved among the blind and the lame, but he's drawn to one particular man who we find out has been there for 38 years. It's, it's kind of puzzling to us why out of all these very needy people, Jesus would choose just one individual. But that's exactly what happens. 
It could have been that Jesus knew the man had been lying there 38 years. Could have been other reasons. But one thing I do know is it was not because this guy was asking for Jesus' help. He didn't even know who Jesus was. And Jesus, when he encounters the man, asks him a very strange question. What he asked him was, do you want to get well? Now, that's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, if you know a fellow was really starving, would you ask him, would you like some food? But this man paralyzed 38 years, and Jesus says, do you want to get well? Do you want your problem to be fixed? There's several things I want to point out to you today about this passage. Number one is that before you get your life fixed, you must decide you actually want it to be fixed. You see, oftentimes Jesus asks questions just to get us to think. Over the past 38 years, this man's been a beggar. He's lived his life off the donations of others. And if he were healed, he'd lose those donations. He'd lose the pity of others. If he's healed, he's going to have to be responsible for himself. If he's healed, he's going to have to find work. It's a whole new world for him. It would be equivalent today of offering this to a person who'd lived on welfare. If they're willing to give up that in order to get well, there'd be some risk. Why? He'd have to be responsible for himself. We see people like this in our communities every day. People who feel like they're entitled. People who think they deserve things or something without doing anything to get it. Their lives are dysfunctional. But they never have considered that God might have something different for them. They don't know there's something more to life. They've just become satisfied with getting by. They become satisfied with how things are. Number two, if we do want our problem fixed, then we have to decide to stop making excuses. Take responsibility. Do you see it? He completely avoids the question. He doesn't say whether or not he wants to be fixed. He just complains. He tells him how bad he has. He tells him he has nobody to help him. Has it ever occurred to you that some people just enjoy complaining? Ah, In today's terms, we would say he just saw himself as a victim. And people today see themselves as victims, victims of society, victims of their upbringing, victims of the color of their skin, victims of somebody else's fault. It always has to be someone else's uh, uh, fault that they're in the situation they're in. And here's a man, and I understand, I, I feel bad for him. He's all alone. Where's his family? We don't know. He's lame. He's lonely. And he says, I have no one to help me. He's, in other words, he's saying, Lord, I, I can't do anything for myself, and God's not sending anyone along to help me either. So we have to stop making excuses. Because number three, we have to decide whether we're really ready to be fixed. Now, when this man was healed, he wasn't healed by the water. Jesus simply told him, hey, pick up your bed and walk. Now, this man has a choice. Do I get up and follow Jesus' commands, or do I just lay here? It's a choice all of us have. I have that choice. You have that choice. Do you want Jesus to fix that part of your life where you've been hurt? Or is it easier just simply hold on to the hurt? When Jesus says, take up your bed, he's telling you and all those who truly want our lives to be fixed, if you truly want to see change, then don't make provision to go back. Burn your bridges. Cut off any possibility of going back. Now, later on, once he was healed, Jesus went back uh, to the man. He found the man in the temple. And in the temple, he tells him, listen, stop sinning. Don't, don't, don't go and sin or something worse may happen to you. In other words, if you want to get well and you want to have things right in your life, then you play a part in the solution. This man's a lot like us, or maybe we're a lot like him. We all make mistakes. We sin. We doubt God. We really have no reason to think that Jesus was saying that the sin was the cause of his illness. It can be, 
But I think Jesus was warning him that the results of sin in our life are always worse than the results of any physical illness. Physical problems are temporary, but spiritual problems have eternal consequences. You remember back in John 9, there's a man who was born blind and Jesus heals him. Before, But before he does, the disciples ask him, Lord, who sinned, this man or his parents, to cause him to be born blind? And Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened so the works of God could be displayed in his life, so God could be glorified in his life. Sin wasn't the cause of that blindness. So if you want your life to be fixed, then you have to go to the one who can fix it. There's several things you have to do if you want God to fix your life. Number one, identify what needs to be fixed. There are those who, given an opportunity for healing, will choose to remain sick. The first step to gaining something is determining that you really want it. That you really can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Stop blaming other people for your problems. I hate to say it, but listen, stop your whining. Don't complain. This lame man was just complaining. Well, every time the water stirred up, no one's here to help me. The stronger ones always get to the water first. Those who need help can't get it. It's been that way all my life. See, he's just been blaming others. Blaming others. Student says, oh, I do better in school, but my teacher doesn't like me. Well, I would go further in life, but you don't understand how I was raised. We have a hard time saying these words. I was wrong. I made a mistake. It's my fault. You see, if you want God to fix your life, stop making excuses. Go all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Adam made his excuse, what's the woman you gave me, Lord? Now, he wasn't just blaming the woman. He's blaming God. It's not. You want to solve most of your problems? Just get a mirror out, look in it, and say, I've discovered the problem. It's me. And then go from there. Here's the thing. If you want God to fix your problem, fix your life, you must learn to stretch yourself. You see, most people live in a rut, and that's all a grave is, is a rut with the ends kicked out, right? Uh, Listen, uh, Jesus was asking a lame man to stretch himself. He told the people in order to be healed, they had to do something. The man with the withered hand, remember what Jesus said? Stretch out your hand. And when he did, he was healed. Jesus put some dirt on the eyes of the blind man and said, now go wash in the pool of Siloam. And when he did, he could see. Well, Jesus said to this man, rise, pick up your bed and walk. There comes a time when you have to stretch yourself. You have to do something. Jesus wanted to do something more here than just fix his physical body. He was also concerned about his spiritual health. Jesus found him later at the temple and said, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. So listen carefully. If you want to be fixed, You have to realize that God is able. Jesus Christ can fix you. In fact, he's the only one who can. And number two, if you want to be fixed, you realize he's more than willing to fix your life. Don't think it's a lost cause. Don't think I'll always be this way. I'll just go to the grave like this. No, you don't have to. Jesus Christ can do anything. God can do anything, anything, anything. God can do anything but fail. He's able to fix you. Just put your faith and trust in him. And then number three, remember, if you truly want to be fixed, then you play a part in the solution. God's not healing someone who doesn't want to be healed. God won't fix your problem without your participation. So what's your excuse? Are you uh, crippled because of something that happened in your past? If so, why are you holding on to it? It's the choice of whether you're going to be a victor 
or you're going to be a victim. It's a choice whether you're going to be defeated all of your life or you're going to become the defeator. What's it going to be? Can you imagine what a different life this man had after this? Wow. You know what? You can too. Just had a testimony recently, and again, the person said, I never, ever thought I'd be in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, every time the doors are open, but here I am, and because I want to be here. Yeah, they never saw that. What happened? They let Jesus fix their life, and now their attitudes change. Their want-tos change, and God can change your life. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And God would like to make you that new creature and give you those new desires. So Jesus can fix your problem. But you have to be willing to stop making excuses. You have to be willing to know that you have to participate. You have to be ready to be fixed. You have to be willing to make the changes. And don't blame others for your problems. Just put your faith in Jesus Christ and do what he says. Well, hope you have a great Thursday, everybody. I'll look forward to being with you again on the broadcast tomorrow. And I want to talk a little bit about the trustworthiness of your faith. Lord willing, we'll talk about that when we get together for the radio broadcast on Friday. Tonight is the Bridge to Recovery, 6.30 to 8 p.m. right here at Bible Baptist Church. We hope you can join us for that. Have a great Thursday, everybody. And until tomorrow, this is Brother Slayball reminding you, be good to everyone because everyone's having a tough time. Thank you for listening today. If this broadcast was an encouragement to you, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us by email at pastor at bbcgrovecity.org, or you can call us at area code 614-875-2190. We invite you to visit us at the Bible Baptist Church at 2758 Home Road in Grove City, Ohio. Our service times are Sunday morning at 930 for Sunday school and 1030 for the morning worship service. We meet back together at 5.30 for our evening service and on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We also host the Bridge to Recovery Ministry, a faith-based recovery program bringing transformation to hurting people and our community. We meet every Thursday at 6.30 in the evening. You can find more information at our website about this and other ministries of Bible Baptist Church at bbcgrowcity.org. We hope that today these were truly words to encourage. Words to Encourage is paid for by the generous members and supporters of the Bible Baptist Church in Grove City, Ohio. The joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile.